Open your Star Wars booklet to page 5 to begin reading along with the cassette. Each time you hear the following tone, go to the next page and continue reading. Points. This is Jason, and this is Gabe. We're back. We had a little little break there. It feels like we haven't done an episode in like ten years. Yeah, it feels like so long. So hopefully we remember what we're doing because yeah, I could I could have sworn we haven't done this since 2020 at this point. Last time we did an episode is like Qui Gon Jin was at the end of Obi Wan Kenobi. It feels like so long ago. We're so young. <laughs> So fresh, so naive. Maybe, yeah, Kenobi just sucked all the life out of us. We aged we aged 10 years in that one month. I think we did. I think that show, just drinking out of the Holy Grail at the end of The Last Crusade. <laughs> what is happening to me? Yeah. Uh, we started out like Force Projection Luke, and by the end, we all look like ready to die on the island, Luke. How, how did this happen? Just smiling, looking at the suns. Peace and purpose. (laughs) We're back. This is 319. Listen, this is important stuff. This is important, important Star Wars things that we have to talk about. This week, we are talking about the Pendulum Press Contemporary Motivators audio adaptation of a Star Wars comic that was only in this Pendulum Press thing sent for schools. This is the Star Wars stuff people want to hear about. Yeah, you might think this is just some ridiculous nonsense, but this is history. This is important stuff that people need to know. I'd say during the Kenobi stretch there, post-celebration, we were almost a normal Star Wars podcast there. For For like a second, we were almost like, oh, this is like what normal Star Wars podcasts do. Now we're back to the hard-hitting information that only Blast Points can deliver. <laughs> Some, a 1978 audio adaptation of a comic that is extremely hard to find. And you might be out there wondering, didn't you guys already talk about the Pendulum Press Contemporary Motivators film strip? Audio for the film strip that was sent to schools in 1978? Yes, we did. And it's all part of the same set, but this is a different 
audio thing that came in that set. What well, with different artwork too. Like this set is kind of insane when you think about it because it came with a slideshow with art and narration and an entire set of comic books with not only narration, but actors acting and sound effects and the whole production. Yes, so the the audio tape that came with the film strip, it's just one person doing all the voices and everything. Let's play in, in a, a, an example, for, refresh everyone's memory, which is crazy too because we did an episode on the audio for the film strip almost exactly two years ago. It came out on July 14th, 2020. That's episode 226 for all of you playing along at home. But let's play a little clip here. Let's play one of our favorite parts from New Hope when Obi-Wan meets Luke in the Junlin Waste. And this is from the film strip version. Luke woke to see a kindly looking old man bending over him. It was Ben Kenobi. You're safe enough now, the hermit told him. But you'd better come home with me until you feel better. And now is a taste of what's to come for the audio for the comic that came in the Contemporary Motivators. Here's a little bit of that. What happened? Where did the Tuscan Raiders go? What? Oh, Ben Kenobi. Am I glad to see you. Easy, son. Come home with me for a while. Those creatures could return at any time. Completely different experience. <laughs> it's almost like the, the special edition trailer where the it starts off in the little tiny TV in mono and then it explodes onto the big screen. If you've only heard Star Wars on an audio version of a film strip for Classrooms 1978, you haven't heard it at all. <laughs> so you might be asking, though, what is the Pendulum Press Contemporary Motivators? What, what is all this stuff that we're talking about that we're getting so excited about? So basically, it was this company, Pendulum Press, that would send stuff to schools so it would be like a comic book version of historical figures or condensed versions of literature. And there would be this audio version that kids in the late 70s, early 80s, whatever, could kind of read along and listen to. But kind of unlike the, the Star Wars read-along books that we've talked about extensively in past episodes, you probably heard in that clip. The actors and the narrator, they're reading everything really slowly and kind of word by word. And the comic panels have little asterisks next to certain words to kind of explain what things are in the comic panels. Yeah, it's not just for entertainment and having fun. You need to learn a little bit along the way. It was only sent to schools. It was never sold in stores. Steve Sansweet at one point called this his holy grail. This whole set that came with five comic books, the audio versions, the film strips. It came with a poster. It came in like this whole like big briefcase sent to schools. Yeah, and it came with a big fold-out poster with a 
crazed Obi-Wan Kenobi staring up at Darth Vader's head. And the real star is the the cover of the comics, which if you go look at this on YouTube, they have the cover of the comic book, which has the craziest looking Darth Vader. Like if you thought maybe Revenge of the Sith Darth Vader looked a little strange because maybe his head was too small. This is Darth Vader with like a balloon sized head in a little tiny body. It's like the just most insane Darth Vader you've ever seen. This came out January 1978, like we said, well after the the Marvel adaptation of Star Wars. It's just kind of wild that this comic, though, exists, this five-part comic, because it is an entire adaptation of the original film that has mostly just been completely lost. It really is, because it's original art too like it's not reusing art even from the film strip it's not reusing art from the marvel comic and it's not kind of a condensed version of the movie either like it's pretty much the whole movie and it's kind of cool the art in the comic it is credited to charles nicholas which is a pseudonym that was used for three early creators of american comics Chuck Kuedra, some guy named Jack Kirby, no big deal, and Charles Wachowski. And Charles Wachowski was the actual illustrator on this adaptation of Star Wars. And he's got an amazing history where he was working on a comic company, Timely Comics, which was the 1940s predecessor of Marvel Comics. So he was doing like Captain America, all kinds of stuff for Marvel, basically, before Marvel was Marvel. And then as time went on, he started doing these contemporary motivators comics, these adaptations of literature. Later in his career, he was working for Cracked Magazine. And his adaptation here of Star Wars, it's, you know, it's all in black and white. It's really wild. Well, it's neat, too, because stylistically, it's more like maybe, you know, the Star Wars newspaper strip comics or kind of an older style where it's not kind of your superhero style comic. It's more like heads of people talking style comic, if that makes sense. So it's neat to see something like Star Wars kind of done in a stylistically something different than we're used to. And one of the coolest things about this comic adaptation is before you actually get to the Star Wars stuff, there's an amazing about the author, which is just this incredible drawing of George Lucas with a short bio, 1978 biography of the Lucas. Yeah, it's really good. It, they warm you up in the, in the tiny print on the other page where it's, there's just like a little thing of thanks. And it ends with thanks to George Lucas for having created this most memorable work, which it definitely is. Let's go through. Let's read the about the author, because the, the about the author is not included in the cassette read along version. The, again, we're, this, this is educational. This is historical. This isn't just for goofs and laughs, this episode. No, no, no. We are learning things in episode 319 here of Blast Points. So it says, George Lucas was born on May 14, 1944, in Modesto, California. While attending Modesto Junior College, he met filmmaker Haskell Wexler, who encouraged him to study at the University of Southern California Film School. Mm -hmm. 
As a student, Lucas made eight films, one of which entitled THX11384EB, a science fiction short, won the third National Student Film Festival Award, which I love in a comic for kids in 1978. They're just casually name-dropping THX11384EB. And it gets better, I think, in the second paragraph, which is, it says, after making a number of short films and one feature film, Lucas co-wrote and directed American Graffiti in 1973. So they made sure to tell you about the THX short film, student film, but just totally skipped over the theatrical version of it. Because yeah. <laughs> even in 78, no one was ready to talk about THX. It's true. But it goes on to say, nominated for five Academy Awards, American Graffiti won the Golden Globe Award for the Best Comedy Motion Picture and two other awards for the Best Screenplay. So again, just a little bit of information and some other vague, <laughs> vague stuff. Won some other awards, whatever. It keeps going. Star Wars, the story of Luke Skywalker and his fight against the evil Darth Vader is already being called a science fiction classic with its fast paced action and assortment of colorful characters. It's so impressed the industry that Star Wars won six Academy Awards. I love that paragraph. We talk about it all the time. I'm always fascinated with this period of time where there was just Star Wars, just that one movie. It's already being called a science fiction classic already. Well, the last paragraph really, really takes it to the next level where it says George Lucas is still growing as a writer and as a filmmaker. Some critics believe, in fact, that he is among the best in the country. I, I believe it. <laughs> but he's still growing as a writer and a filmmaker. He might be one of the best in the country, maybe. Yeah. I, you know, you ask us, we're going to say Yes. <laughs> The last line, though, the very last line, he and his wife, Marsha, live in San Anselmo, California. I'm glad they got Marsha in there, though. No mention of the dog, but I feel like this is going to be a very important episode. I feel like we're all we're going to learn something. It's like we're going to school here. It's like we're a student in a grade school in the year 1978. We're learning. We're a student. Of life, a student of the Star Wars, a student of the world. It's all here in these comic book pages with exquisite narration. You know, we've we said many times Star Wars is all about teachers and learning. George Lucas is still growing as a filmmaker. We're all we're all learning. This is all a very Star Wars kind of thing, right? Yeah. If we all work hard, we too can be among the best in the country. Maybe even among the best in the city, too. Never know. If we work hard like George, George Lucas worked really hard. If we work hard like George Lucas, maybe we'll get somewhere. Maybe we can be in our 70s wearing undershirts and shorts, hanging out with celebrities. <laughs> Navy on Navy. I mean, I've tried Navy on Navy. I couldn't do it. I, the secret is the white socks and the white shoes. And may, hey, maybe we'll be in our 70s hanging out with Sierra and football players. We can be so lucky we keep growing as a writer and a filmmaker we can do it get star wars posters at burger chef r2d2 
That's right. Four posters featuring the stars of Star Wars are at Burger Chef. <laughs> We'd like a Star Wars poster, please. How to? It's our lucky day. It's us. Just buy a large serving of Coca-Cola for 49 cents at participating Burger Chefs, and a Star Wars poster is yours to control. There are four spectacular full-color Star Wars posters in all, so start your collection today. Artu, I think we'd better leave. Star Wars posters, only at Burger Chef, while supplies last. Ding, ding, classes in session. Here we- <laughs> I keep thinking, too, I wonder if this was like, you know, like in grade school, like on Fridays, like after recess, like and the teacher just doesn't care. And just like, we're just going to watch some videos, wheel in the VCR and the TV or like in the old school days, like the the film canisters. And we're just going to watch movies the second half of the day. I wonder if this is like a reward thing. You get to go listen to the Star Wars tapes. Probably. Maybe they would show it in the gym for the whole school. Think about that. Kids would just have to read the comics. Maybe they would yeah, play it over like the loudspeakers in the gym or something. <laughs> well, sure there's only five copies of the comic in there. No, there's only one copy of each issue. So maybe it's like if you were really good, you got to put on the big headphones and go in the corner and listen. Sit in like a, like a, like a little comfy beanbag on the carpet and just... And drift away to Star Wars land. Well, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're taking you on this journey. You can imagine you are a kid in a 1978 school. You're wearing corduroy pants that are really itchy and a shirt that's probably also really itchy. Yeah. Maybe a sweater. Yeah. A wool sweater in the summer. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> Across the board. Before we get started, we've got to give a big thank you to Sean Pryor on Twitter, who was the one that turned us on to this. And we, we didn't know this existed, and we, we immediately fast-tracked it into episode status. We are, we are so grateful for you reminding us that this existed. So what we're going to do here is we are going to listen to the Pendulum Press read-along comic book and we're just going to occasionally stop it when uh, something strikes our fancy. So join us now, if you will, as we press play on this forgotten bit of Star Wars history. Here we go. <laughs> Sounds great. Man, I'm already drifting away to Star Wars land. Sounds, sounds perfect. It was a time of civil war in the galaxy. The evil dark lord Darth Vader. It's not exactly and his faster, more intense. <laughs> well, we got to mention too the the first page showing the characters has their heads inside of a of stars. So they're truly the the stars of Star Wars are in stars. Grown too strong, they feared that its leader Darth Vader and his evil friends would try to make the people of the galaxy their slaves. As the story you might think the cassette's playing at too slow to, of a speed, but yeah, I think this is the right speed. 
Maybe. Somehow, the Dark Lord has learned that the beautiful rebel leader, Princess Leah Organa, has hidden the plans to his deadly Imperial battle station aboard her ship. Should she escape with the plans, the rebels would surely find a way to destroy the battle station. Thus, they could end the harsh rule of the Empire. Inside the rebel spacecraft, Princess Leah fed the secret plans into the brain of a droid. I like that brains in quotes. <laughs> we will not get away this time, R2. Take these plans to Obi-Wan Kenobi on the planet Tatooine. He will know Let's pause it for a hot second here. Yeah, yeah, okay. The crazy thing with this is, so like R2, like we just heard, they had to have gotten the R2 sound effects from Ben Burt somehow. Well, and they had the real recordings of the score as well. So like there was definitely some official support with making this. But we're going to hear coming up, too, I think that they only got some sounds from Bember. It wasn't like when we did the the Rares of the Lost Ark record last year, whenever we did that, where it's like Bember gave Tom Vaguely everything. It's There's some stuff coming up in here that they had to kind of improvise, which really adds to the charm of this this bizarre recording. It's like maybe Ben Burt just threw a couple sounds on a cassette tape and mailed it to them or something. <laughs> Here you go. After R2 left, Leah heard several loud <laughs> flashes. That was bowling sounds. Yeah. You might think it's the sounds of the Star Destroyer, you know, pulling the blockade runner into the cargo hold with... A tractor beam, but really they're just hearing Darth Vader finishing a few. I can't remember what bowling things are called. I was going to say a, f- a few, a few lanes. Yeah, so we call it. I don't know. <laughs> a few holes. <laughs> a few bowling things. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Frames. That's what they're called. Frames. Yeah. If you say so, I believe it. Yeah, Vader's just got to finish up a few, a uh, few frames in his bowling, his bowling game. <laughs> Before he can be bothered to go down to talk to Princess Leia. It builds up his, his dark side rage. Okay. You won't take any of us alive. That's I'll... what you think, Princess. <laughs> You'll be all right, men. Good. Lord Vader will want to question her. Pause it. Meanwhile, Pause it. <laughs> These, okay, those are stormtroopers. I love the 1950s robot stormtroopers. Lord Vader will want to question her. That's what you think, princess. When can we have stormtroopers that talk like 1950s robots again? Well, you know, there we, we we had the British death troopers. It's kind of in the same vein, maybe. Hello, death trooper. Yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. So, you know, we laughed about it and they stopped doing it. Maybe we should have been more appreciative. Uh, Next time we talk to David Collins, we're going to be like, David Collins, new idea. When you're a stormtrooper again, you got to do it like a 1950s robot. Yeah, you got to shake things up a little bit. There's been a lot of stormtroopers. (laughs) R2 had joined his friend, the droid C-3PO at the end of a hallway where the life pods were kept. And I like they call them life pods, not escape pods, and then they have the little asterisks to explain what a life pod is, because even people who are into Star Wars wouldn't know. You have to go where? <laughs> oh, no. I'm not coming It's a really good 3PO, too. You'll get in trouble. 
Just then, something exploded in the hallway behind 3PO. As flames burst out all around him, he jumped into the pod beside R2. I'm going to be sorry for doing this, but I won't worry I'm about I'm going it right to be now. sorry. Yeah. Let's get out of here. I like PPO too. In a too. moment, they were hurtling through open space. Meanwhile, inside the starship, the Princess Leia was being taken <laughs> the to the Princess Leia, where Darth Vader waited for her. Lord Vader, I should have known. How dare you blast your way into a starship on a diplomatic mission? The government will not stand for this. Don't play games with me, princess. Where are the plans for the Death Star? <laughs> they, they take very big breaths between each sentence. Very well. <laughs> if you don't want to tell me now, you can tell me later. Take her away. The tapes that contain our battle station plans are not on this ship, Lord Vader. But we know that a life pod got away. This is the only way I ever want to listen to Star Wars. Then the plans must be in that pod. Follow it and find those tapes. It's like, it's so soothing. It did not take long for I think the tapes are not on the station. Once there, however, the two droids could not agree on the route they would take across the desert. Well, I don't want to go that way. It's too rocky. <laughs> what makes you think someone might live over there anyway? <laughs> even th- even R2-D2 talks really don't slow, because in the text there's like beep, again. beep, but then his sounds don't are like every way. beep that he has. But don't come to me later asking for help. I'm going this way. R2 walked alone under the hot desert sun for what seemed like hours. Suddenly, from a nearby cave, a powerful ray shot out. See, there's like there's a that's a stun sound. Benbert gave him the stun sound. Came eight Jawas. I like that they specify exactly how many Jawas came out. You gotta count them. R two D two, it's you, it's you. <laughs> but glad as he was pause, to see pause. his friend. <laughs> I I love the fact that in in a book that's all about stretching things out slowly and making it longer that they decided to make those contractions and it's R2D2 it's you it's you <laughs> instead of it is you R2D2 it's it's you yeah. it's like this one time they're like we just we got to cut we got to cut something here we got to make it faster got to move things along this this is Star Wars faster more intense yeah, put a, please put an apostrophe there, please. Somehow this comic uh, adaptation is slower and even more intense somehow. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It's a slow burn. 3PO was not at all happy about being locked up. Much later, however, a great door opened and he and R2 were pushed outside and sold. I need two droids, one to program moisture vaporators, and one to repair... Moist- moisture what? <laughs> vaporators. <laughs> A young man, Luke, took the two droids into the garage. First, he helped 3PO into an oil bath, then began cleaning the sand out of R2's moving parts. Suddenly, a small piece of metal broke loose from R2. 
and a picture appeared. Obi-Wan Kenobi, help me. <laughs> You're my only hope. What's this? Who is she? R2 says it's nothing. Only some old news someone programmed into him. Everyone's so polite. Is there any yeah. more to this recording? Some old news. Behave yourself, R2. He says he belongs to Obi-Wan Kenobi, who lives near here. The recording is for him alone. I don't know an Obi-Wan Kenobi, but old Ben Kenobi lives in the desert. He's a hermit. My uncle A hermit is a person who lives alone, far from the homes of other people. I might be a hermit. <laughs> Luke's aunt called him to dinner, and the picture of the beautiful girl faded away. At that moment, he was not much interested in eating, but he turned and walked back into the house. That R2 droid says he belongs to an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you think he means old Ben? You stay away from that old man. He's crazy and brings bad luck anywhere he goes. As I like that named not only does Obi-Wan Kenobi have the force, he, he also has the power ago, that brings bad luck anywhere he goes. All right. I, I think I'll finish cleaning up those two new droids. I wasn't very hungry anyway. Back in the garage, Luke found a problem waiting for him. Please, sir, it wasn't my fault. I told him not to go, but he kept talking about his mission. Oh, no. Are you telling me that R2 is gone? <laughs> it's kind of, I kind of like, this Luke almost has, like, Hayden Christensen Anakin voice in a way. <laughs> oh, no. Obi-Wan's going to kill me. Luke is gone. I hope we find him soon. I've never been this far out in the desert before. Wait. Something's coming in on the scanner. And it just might be our little Which friend. in this, in Star Wars, apparently a scanner is an instrument which shows that something made of metal is nearby. Huh. began beeping wildly. I got the music stopped. <laughs> Sir, he says that some strange creatures are coming this way. Tusken Raiders, I'll bet. They kill for the fun of it. They kill for the but fun of it. Before Luke and the two droids could get away, a giant Tusken Raider stepped in front of the boy and knocked him down. Then, strangely, all was quiet and an old man drew near. Yeah, they didn't want to mess around with uh, crate dragon calls in this. <laughs> which, which one do you choose, you know? Am I yeah. glad to see you? It wasn't on the tape they said that. Come home with me for a while. Come home with me for a while. Once in Ben's cave-like home, Luke told him R2's story. When he used the name Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben smiled. I have not heard that name in a long time. It's a really good yes, Obi-Wan voice. I, am the one R2 I like, too, that they in the text it says yeah, that he smiled, but then the, the drawing, he's not smiling. <laughs> Well, that's kind of like the movie. General Obi-Wan Kenobi, I am Princess Leo Organa, 
Speaking to you for my I also father. like that she's Leah through you the whole thing. It's a bit the Rebel Force band. He begs you to help yeah. us again. Yeah. Inside this droid are the plans to the Death Star battle station from which Darth Vader plans to rule our galaxy. Take them to my father on Alderaan. You're my only hope. This whole scene hits differently after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ben told Luke about the wars in which he had fought as a Jedi Knight. Then he smiled again and took something from an old chest which he handed to Luke. Your father was a Jedi Knight too, you know. He was one of the best star pilots we had. He asked me to give you this when you were old enough. He was a Jedi Knight? And what's this? It's your father's lightsaber. The weapon of a Jedi Knight. <laughs> the description of what a lightsaber is says it's a small gun that shoots out a laser that looks like a sword. <laughs> Sounds right to me. <laughs> 78, man. <laughs> it's like I said, it's that, it's that special time when there's just a lightsaber is a small gun. Okay. Jedi Knights knew how to control that energy and use it to do good. You must learn about the Force too, Luke, so you can come with me to Alderaan. I can't go to Alderaan, but I'll take you as far as Anchorhead. You can get a ship there. Out in the desert again, Luke and Ben came upon the ruins of a Jawa sandcrawler. No Tusken Raiders did this. Only Imperial stormtroopers could have blasted these holes. They must have been. At least you said droids. blasted. That's, we're pretty close. Yeah, blasted holes. <laughs> the description. Oh, okay, stormtroopers no. are soldiers of the government controlled by Darth Vader and his friends. <laughs> I mean, again, the, there's no lies there. <laughs> there was nowhere for Luke to go. Like the, the cooking sounds of their bodies. Emperor, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you sound so tasty. <laughs> Obi Wan cooking up some Jawas. Yeah. Sizzler. I want to become a Jedi Knight, and I'll come with you to Alderaan. <laughs> they had no trouble meeting Mose Eisley, but on a crowded street, a strange thing happened. Identification, please. I I can't seem to find it. We don't need to see your identification. These are not the droids we are looking for. You can go now. What happened? I am a stormtrooper. Let's go. The force oh, is a help boy. in times of trouble. But now let's try to find that pilot I was telling you about. His ship can get us to Alderaan. They met Han Solo and his friend Chewbacca near Docking Bay 94. No, we didn't go to the cantina. You're right. That's too, that's too uh, risque for school. Too intense. That's true. That's true. How do you describe it? The Falcon can outrun even an Imperial starship built for speed. Listen, Han. If you can get us to Alderaan, we'll pay you 17000 2000 now, and the rest when we get there. It's a deal. I kind of feel like they should have stopped and had the kids do a math math problem here. I think we're ready now. 
Are you paying attention, children? How much money will I get when we get to Alderaan? If Obi-Wan Kenobi gives me 5,000 now, and I keep two... Look, a warship gaining on us. I thought you said this thing was fast. It is. As soon as we make the big jump to hyperspace... Drop yourself in, Solo on Quaaludes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make the big jump to hyperspace. <laughs> manly voice Han Solo. Questioning Princess Leia. Since you have not seen fit to tell us what we want to know, I have given Tarkin is uh, Darth Vader's friend. <laughs> I love just straight up American voice Tarkin. I'm like, wait, what? Nothing from me. But before we say goodbye, I thought we should show you what this battle station can do. Aim the guns at Alderaan. No! My planet is peaceful. <laughs> the name we of my new album. Guns? And you call yourselves humans? No wow. matter, my dear. And you call yourself human from the deleted scene, A New Hope, like the extended scenes. Like, that wasn't even shown until, like, what, Celebration 2015? Yeah. When there was, like, the John Knoll unseen A New Hope thing, right? Do you think they had a shooting script, maybe? Probably. That they used? Because they wouldn't be giving them, like, dailies and stuff like that, right? Maybe it was just an early... Because do any of the early scripts have that line in it? They must have because they shot it. They must have. Some kind is pulling us toward that moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. The Death Star. So is that Luke saying that? <laughs> I can't tell anymore. It's all blending together in a voice, a voice stew. And soon went away. Everyone talks like this. This is maybe my one of my favorite panels in the comic because it's just kind of a creepy looking Obi Wan crawling out of the floor, and he just says, "I'll take care of it." There was a loud crash. That was a good piece of work, Luke. What my dreams look like. R two and three PO. Find the command center and learn everything you can from the station's computer. I'm starting to tell Durance where Luke is kind of like this. I'm a young man. R2 says Princess Leah is here. She's in cell block AA23. Here? Then we must rescue her. But Han was in no mood to risk his neck rescuing anyone. <laughs> Nothing Luke said could change his mind until... You say she's rich? Very rich. And if we rescue her, the reward would be more money reward? than you can count. Reward? More? What are you doing with those Hawk, I hear the cannons roar. <laughs> I'll put them on Chewbacca and... No, you put them on Chewbacca. The guards will think we're taking him to a cell. Luke's some Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like we're watching Quest of the Jedi again. Walk through halls guarded by cameras and gates with electronic locks. Here's the prison area. Now what? We'll have to bluff our way in. Where are you going with this thing? Prisoner transfer. That, that was pretty accurate to the movie with that guy. Yeah. Even getting in the one three eight reference. Luke ran off through the broken gates. Finding Leah's cell, he blasted his way through the door and went in. 
What is this all about? What? Oh, the uniform. I'm not a stormtrooper. My name is Luke Skywalker, and I'm here to rescue you. Ben Kenobi and your droids are here, too. <laughs> My name Kenobi is Luke is Skywalker, here? and Let's I'm here to happen. rescue you. Who are they? <laughs> well, I like the action music kicks in halfway through the sentence because <laughs> he hasn't finished his lines, but the action already started. <laughs> we have to hurry, the Princess Leah. You three? Ugh, that's a garbage dump. <laughs> I wish Han said "ugh" in the movie. There's <laughs> still time. They found themselves in a room filled with all kinds of garbage. Suddenly, I like they had to cut out the, the whole smart, cantina, but we've got time for the the trash compactor. I'm telling you, they just the cantina was had drinking. Like they just didn't want to have kids at school watching a bar. <laughs> just then, the walls of the garbage dump shook and moved a few inches closer together. A moment later, Luke rose, choking from the slime. You can what tell this happened? is the 70s because they had to explain what slime is. I guess kids in the 70s didn't know all about slime. This True. is a trash compactor. We'll be crushed to death in here. Maybe these beams will hold the walls back. It's no use. They're breaking. 3PO, come in. 3PO, close down the garbage It's mashers. impressive that they drew the, the nonsense piece of Star Wars uh, trash. It's, it's pretty th- film accurate, I guess. At least, I guess it's not at all, really, but it kind of looks like it. The walls have stopped. From the command center, 3PO unlocked a gate in the garbage dump and the four friends climbed out. Meanwhile, Ben had been working in another part of the station, trying to knock out the beam that had pulled their ship into the Death Star. Finishing his job, Ben moved quickly and quietly through the long halls. Finally, he saw the Falcon just ahead in the docking bay. There's the ship. The others must be waiting for me. We meet again at last, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I knew but that, here. that breathing I behind Darth Vader. It's like Ben Burt didn't give him that. They, they had to, no. And were running for the ship. But they stopped short at the other side of the docking bay when they saw Ben and Darth Vader. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Darth Vader will kill him. This is all They're hitting so fight. differently again. On, she knows, everybody. like, it's Obi-Wan. I know him well. It's Ben Kenobi. Your powers are weak, old man. You should never have come back. You only know half the Force, Darth. <laughs> if I kill you, you will die. <laughs> but if you cut me down, I will only become stronger. As Ben finished speaking, <laughs> Pause it. Pause it. His you only know half the force, Darth. Why wasn't that in Obi-Wan Kenobi the show? I know. They were so close. They got the Darth in. But yeah, they, you know, he only knows half the force. It explains so much. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. You only know half the force, Darth. <laughs> Explain, yeah, it just explains so much. He had 50% left to go. He's <laughs> got, got a long way to go. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? 
Vader lifted his saber into the air and brought it down on the old man. His robe was cut neatly into two parts, but Ben had vanished. Ben! No! Vader's killed him! It's too late! Ben! No! The Falcon's hatch closed, and the ship rose from its pad and headed out into space. None of the people inside, however, knew that their spacecraft had been bugged. Vader was following their every move. <laughs> bugged is fitted with a small beeper, which reveals to anyone listening in where a ship is headed. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much how it works in Star Wars. It's, it's always flashing or beeping, so... Princess Leia, you're safe. When we heard about Alderaan, we were afraid that you were lost too. That's like Dodonna. There is no time to be sad. Princess Leia, we may have been followed. You're safe. Our attack on the Death Star will have to be. You know what's crazy? This is like 27 minutes, and aside from the cantina and like the little Tie Fighter chase, they didn't really—they're not leaving too much out. No, no. So it's surprisingly faster and more intense than it seemed. With everyone talking very slow. Unguarded shaft that runs into the station's reactor system. A direct hit on the reactor will blow up the whole station. The fighters will have to fly down this narrow shaft and level off. The target is only two meters across and must be hit at a 90 You gotta leave all this stuff in. Yeah, yeah. It won't be easy. Well, they have the description because this is a, this is a USA. We don't know what meters are, so it's like a little over six feet wide. A very small target for a plane to hit. But won't you come with us? What good is a reward if I'm not around to spend it? But good luck to you, Luke, and may the Force be with you. I like how suddenly at the end there, Han stopped talking with the, the slow pace we've had through the rest of this, this comic. <laughs> well, they got, they got to get into the action here. It was the, the Ben Burt sound tour de force moment. Yeah. Gold Squadron, this is Gold Leader. We are coming in to target at 1.3. Lock in deflector this, this shields. This is great. Begin <laughs> attack speed. Nearing the Death Star, the Gold Attack Force prepared to dive. To gold Attack target. Force. This yeah. is Gold Leader. Oh. We're starting for the target shaft now. I love this. This is Red Leader. We'll try to keep them from going after you. I could, I could listen to this all day. <laughs> well, it's almost like they watched Star Wars and they only saw the end with the X-Wing pilots and they made all the characters sound like the X-Wing pilots from the movie. And now that they're at the X-Wing pilots, everyone sounds correct. Yeah, it's true. This is Gold Leader. We're starting our attack run. Next, Red Leader and two of his ships headed into the target shaft. But Dark Vader was so, right. If your favorite us. part of Star Wars is the the trench run, you'll love this comic. But it didn't go in. It's up to you now, Luke. The others are gone. That was Darth Vader behind you, Red Leader. I could see. No. No. There was only. Biggs one has completely been left. cut out. No one knew it better than the three pilots who headed into the shaft for their last shot at the Death Star. 
They got Biggs, Luke. No, no, wait. I take that back. Well, they tell they talk about him after the fact. Yeah, that's true. Don't know if I can keep control. You do it, Luke. Easy does it, Luke. What? <laughs> Easy does it, Luke. Last <laughs> we got to pause it, it here. It sounded like Ben. You know, everybody talks about hello there. My favorite Obi-Wan line is easy does it. <laughs> Just like in the movie. Easy does it. <laughs> At the end of Kenobi. Hey, do you want to meet Luke? Sure. As soon as they cut. Yeah, if they would have kept the camera on there, it would have been hello there. Easy does it, Luke. <laughs> here's, here's a toy spaceship. I'll see you later. Hey, that's, you know, we only know 50% of the force. Once you learn that other 50%, easy does it. He got that from Qui-Gon. <laughs> that's some, yeah, that's some Qui-Gon stuff. Feel, don't think. Use your instincts. Easy does it. May the force be with you. <laughs> but hearing things or not, Luke was the only rebel pilot left in the shaft. Suddenly, Two of the enemy ships exploded, and Luke could see the Millennium Falcon far above taking aim at Darth Vader. Han Solo and Chewbacca. I knew they couldn't back out of a fight like this. I'll hit that target now. Easy, Luke. Trust your feelings. Easy, Luke. target. That Obi-Wan voice. Easy like Sunday morning, Luke. That's why I'm easy. You did it, kid. Good shot. That was one in a million. Glad you were here, Han. Now let's get away before this station blows out of the sky. And moments later, the Death Star exploded into a million pieces. The next day, a great ceremony was held at the rebel base to honor the heroes. Once again, that part of the galaxy was... They have the medal for Chewbacca in this. Yeah. It's like Leia has the medal for Luke and Dodonna's got got Chewie's there. What have we learned here? We're going to take the quiz now. What do you think you've learned from... The Contemporary Motivators Pendulum Press Star Wars comic audio version. You can't you can't let things get to you. You got to take it easy. It's, <laughs> it's really the only way. If you only know 50% of the force, half of the force, you don't know that you got to just take it easy. And I now know that a, that a lightsaber is just a tiny laser gun. And stormtroopers have 1950s robot voices. <laughs> Vader and Tarkin are friends. Again, there's nothing incorrect that's being said here. All of this is Star Wars correct, really. They're friends. The Stormtroopers are friends. They're all friends. Star Wars is about friends. Star Wars is about family. It's about learning. It's about different group, different groups of friends that don't like each other. But within each group, they're friends. Kind of like school. You got friends. Your enemies have friends. You just need to all get along. Then you got then then you only have 50% of the friends. If you all get along, then you have 100% of the friends. And then you can take it easy. And George Lucas is still growing as a writer and a filmmaker. And some critics believe 
He's among the best in the country. Oh, this is really amazing. If if it was just the comic on its own, the visuals are really fun and really cool and really different. If it was just the audio cassette, it would be insane because it has sound effects, it has acting, it's got it all. And the fact that there's the two that go together just pushes it over the edge. And then you think about this was in the same box with the film strip. I can see why this could be somebody's holy grail. Yeah. And it's insanely rare, right? Like the prices for this on eBay are astronomical. <laughs> yeah. At the moment on eBay, as of recording this, the poster that came in the box, somebody has one for $675, just the poster. And someone else has the first issue of the comic, and that is going for $899. Just the first issue, not issue two, not issue three, not issue four, not even five, just the first one. So that's insane. Yeah, this is just a beautiful little bit of Star Wars history when there was just that first movie and kids, like we said, could sit on a beanbag chair and just get real hyped up listening to an audio version of the greatest movie of all time. It's only a laser sword fight. Don't be scared. It's only the Death Star destroying another world. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present... Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. You know the deal, Apple Podcast Reviews. When you get done listening to this episode, we would love it if you would go over there and write something nice about Blast Points, about this episode, about any episode. It helps more people find the show when they're looking up Star Wars podcasts on Apple. And we love, we really, really do love reading your reviews. It's great to hear all the nice things you folks have to say. And if you listen on Spotify, leave us a star rating over there so more people can find us over there, too. And make sure you check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com, and you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our super chill group. If you want to support the show in a different way, we have got the Blast Points Army 
on Patreon where we had the commentary for the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And possibly by the time this comes out, we may have the commentary for episodes four, five, and six of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we've got a lot of cool stuff coming on the Blast Points army on Patreon in the coming months. Like, so much stuff. It's terrifying. There's a lot of Star Wars left in the rest of this year. (laughs) We're going to be very busy. That's why we got to get this important stuff out of the way. Like, the Pendulum Press Contemporary Motivators audio of the comic. Because, like, September's going to come. We're going to be knee-deep in Andor. Tales of the Jedi. Bad Batch. Who knows what's going to be going on? We're going to have time. We got to get back to Attack of the Clones year. Yeah, it's still Attack of the Clones year. We haven't forgotten. I hope you haven't forgotten. But it's, yeah, it's still coming. So that about wraps up number 319 here. I feel like we've learned a lot. I'm 50% smarter. <laughs> and I kind of want some, some corduroy pants and an itchy sweater to put on. I hope people are listening to this on big 1970s headphones. I think that's the only way to do it. The biggest headphones you can find. <laughs> so... So on that note, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more insanity. Might be talking about a book that recently came out. Who knows? All, all this learning's got us reading books. <laughs> Keeping the school thing going. Until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Thank you.